Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We are sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls. Yeah! Just a great podcast app for everybody. Get it for free in the App Store. Yeah! (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... I just want to get to know you. You do? I'll tell you everything! Friendship between humans has many benefits But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits View friendship at the problem Hello, Trim. Jen? <laughs> I'm in a mood! <laughs> I can tell! What's going on over there? Um, I just... My face! Oh. My face, it's fine. There's nothing horribly wrong with it. But I feel... Your face is beautiful. Oh, thank you, Jen. I know you you don't need me to say that. And I know that's no, not what I you're looking for. No, I kind of did. Oh, okay. I didn't... I wasn't intending for that to happen. But when you said it, I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, you saying that there's something wrong with your face horrifies me to my core. Oh, Jen. <laughs> I love that little face. I just feel like technically there is something biologically wrong with my face. So I am having a tight skin feeling. Oh, I hate that feeling. You know? It's like, uh, did you, is, is that what happens when you need to moisturize? That's what happens when you're dehydrated, oh. which is different from being like dry. Dry and dehydrated are two different things. Yeah, totally. So like dehydrated is often uh, due to your eating habits or the medications you're on. So for me, both things are true. Oh, This bitch loves salt. Me too. Oh, I love salt. This bitch loves coffee. This bitch loves tea. This bitch is on so many diuretics. <laughs> I can't keep water in my body if I invite it lovingly into my home. <laughs> I could set out a smorgasbord and a banquet for water, and it would not want to live inside here. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I think, Jen, I think I'm a real adult now. Oh, who needs to, like, do extra things to hydrate? Yeah, like, I think I'm, like, a hu- like I'm an adult human being who has lost the— So it sounds—okay, it sounds like I'm trash-talking myself where I'm saying I've lost the benefits of youth, but let's be real, also I lost all the disadvantages yeah, of the youth. Yeah, I mean, we are so lucky to be growing and aging. Yes, absolutely. So here's the thing. I guess the whole, the whole end of this is, yes, I am going to drink more water. Yes, I'm going to change my moisturizer. It's just like I'm in this, this transition period, I think, in my life. I feel like I've been talking a lot lately about getting older because like, I, I, like the last episode, I was talking about how I got a facial and now like I'm, a, I'm at the age that people want to put needles in me. Mm-hmm. They want me to pay them hundreds of dollars to stick me with needles. You pay me so I can stick you with a needle. Exactly. It seems a little fucked up. Doesn't it? Like, <laughs> like now that you say it, You it's should like, pay someone to not stick needles in your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> But like I, it's, it's been, it's been like a mixed bag of emotions because it's because like with any kind of change, like moving into your dorm room for the first time. Oh God, I, oh. I was so sad the first two days in my dorm room and I was so happy to have moved out of my house, but I was homesick, you know? Oh yeah. And then when I moved. weird feeling. I moved out of my dorm room and it was like, oh no, somebody, nobody's cooking for me anymore. There's no cafeteria, you know, changes like that. So I'm I'm thinking about it in terms of that. And you know what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to start giving updates from my 30s. 
to everybody. I love that. Trin's corner. Trin's, Trin's 30s corner. Trin, My midlife over, crisis corner. <laughs> she's over 30 and she's loving it. Uh, you know, it's not bad. Like, I mean, because I'm leaning in. Like, I've been wearing, I wear uh, workout tights every day. I'm I'm athleisure wear, baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. I wear SPFs. I wear baseball hats to keep the suns off I my face. I love baseball hats. I actually do like I have a thing too. for women in baseball hats. Do I you? Admit, I just think it's the cutest. Oh my God. I just get a little, mm, here's a baseball hat. I'm going to have to get it. another one. <laughs> I saw one that had little strawberries on it on the internet. That is so cute. It was freaking cute. Like that, there's nothing gayer than a baseball hat with strawberries on it. <laughs> it's pretty gay. It's pretty fucking gay. I can't wait. <laughs> Jen, how are you? Good. You know, your, uh, your thing about being dehydrated uh, reminded me I bought some, <laughs> speaking of aging, who knows if these will help, but I've I've read that they do. One of those like like tablets you drop in your water, kind of like airborne, but for electrolytes. Like, a, like an Alka-Seltzer? No. They're like, they're, it's called Nun. They're called Nun tablets, N-U-U-N. Okay. I'm not endorsing them, people. But, but I, they should but pay they, us money. But like, mara- yeah. Yeah. If, if anyone that works for Nun, send us some Nun. Mag marathoners use them. Yeah. And I run about three miles a week, <laughs> but I still use them. <laughs> this is cool. So I'm going to bring you some. And you could, they don't taste like anything, which is nice. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Got them at Whole Foods, which is embarrassing. They're called Noon. Noon. They were an impulse buy at Whole Foods, which is like, God, this is just getting more and more embarrassing. Oh my God. Like, uh, I, I feel that. I, like, was, I ha- even had my, oh, this is, I had my Obama tote with me. So I have a tote with the old, <laughs> so much. with the old Obama, like the original 2008 Obama Sunrise logo. Yeah. And I purposely, I got it from like people that worked on that campaign. So it means a lot to me, but I wear it reverse so people don't see the logo. And it's not that I don't like Obama. Sometimes I don't like Obama. Yeah. I, I love him and, I, and I'm mad at him at the same time. Every politician is a mixed bag. Yeah. And I just, and I like the tote. But I don't want to have Obama. I'm a white lady wearing my jean jacket with my Obama tote. Yeah. It's just, it's just a lot. Oh, man. I feel that way about my Field Museum tote bags and my NPR tote bags. Like, field Museum is legitimately very cool. Well, so, but like, you know, it's just <sighs> when you have a museum tote bag, it's like, okay, well, that person has enough like disposable income to belong to a museum. Although every museum membership I've ever had was given to me by my parents. It's still kind of like, it's sending out very white signals. Yeah, I don't, there's some messages. I just don't want to broadcast the world. Thank you, yes. I don't want to give out, like, I I am the girl version of the word lacrosse. Oh my God, Like, I just don't want to be that. (laughs) Is the girl version of lacrosse LaCroix? (laughs) (laughs) God, uh, Jacqueline Felkner? Felker, I forgot. Felker, I think. Felker, you were correct. Okay, so Jack Felker. Very funny writer, Cards Against Humanity. She tweeted one time, I believe birth control should be free. Condoms should be free. Like all these like really reasonable tampons. Very reasonable, honestly, for a functioning society. And then she's like, also LaCroix should be free because it's just water. (laughs) And I was like, that's a stump uh, speech I can get behind. Jack tweeted something amazing a couple weeks ago because like she's amazing Twitter account for uh, just like things she observes in the world. She tweeted that she was in an Apple store recently and someone walked in. A woman walked in and goes, sorry, I'm dressed so nicely. I was at dinner. And she wasn't talking to anyone. <laughs> she was speaking to no one in particular. And I think it is just the funniest thing. And she, I like talked to her about it in person. I was like, tell me more about this because I think it's hilarious. And she was like, yeah, this woman walked in overdressed for the Apple store, but no one really cared. No one cares. But like uh, an Apple employee felt obligated to respond. And they were, so there was an awkward pause and the Apple employee went, where'd you eat dinner? <laughs> 
is that? Oh, it That's just so makes cute. me laugh. Oh, like the little little quirks humans do upon each other. Oh, I live for them. Before I transition to our question about small talk, because what an easy transition from the strange small talk in the Apple store into this question. <laughs> right. But I also want to say a uh, Twitter account of the week, Jack Felker at what the Felk, F-E-L-K, <laughs> just so you guys know. Give it a follow. Uh, Should we do our question? I now? guess we could go right into it because we kind of already alluded to what this is about. So let's hit it. Yeah. <clears throat> I started a new job a few weeks ago. Now that I'm settling into things, my coworkers seem to be looking to get to know more about me, which I get. That's a pretty standard thing to do. But I like to keep work separate from my personal life. The less coworkers know about me, the better, as far as I'm concerned. It's a pretty big company, so I've met a lot of people. And I find myself dodging, awkwardly, the small talk, get to know you type questions. Here are some examples. What do you like to do outside of work? My answer, uh, you know, regular stuff. Are you married? Nope. Girlfriend? Nope. Boyfriend? Nope. As I feel panic before they ask me about my sexuality. Where do you live? Uh, in a house. This kind of thing. It's not that I'm opposed to new friendships. It's more that I'm comfortable and happy with the friends that I have now and I'm not looking to expand. I don't want to like lead people on like I'm going to become friends with them. And I also wish to keep a pretty separate work and home life. How can I best communicate my wishes without sounding like a big curmudgeon? I know I don't have to be friends with anyone I don't want to, but the culture is pretty chummy and people have asked me to hang out after work and I don't want to. Please help me. Pronouns he, they. Okay, so, wow, question. Okay, so this seems like a straightforward question, I think, at first, at first whiff. I think that people might expect us to say something like, you don't have to be friends with anyone you don't want to be friends you with. You absolutely do not have to be close friends or friends at all with your coworkers. You do have to be a pleasant, relatively mild, neutral, pleasant person to be around in the workplace. Yes. These are the rules. This is how society is established. We didn't make the rules. Nah, we're just here to inform you of them and enforce them harshly. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, you 100% do not need to be friends with the people you work with, but you also 100% absolutely have to make an effort to show that you don't hate them. An effort, I might add, that you are simply not making. Turn and I glanced over this question. At first, we were nodding totally on board. Like, yeah, you don't feel like you need to hang out with your coworkers. And then you gave us these example questions and your example responses. And I got to say, I'm kind of worried now. Yeah. You, someone asked you, where do you live? And you responded in a house. I'm sorry. That's kind of rude. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I also don't think that he actually said in a house, but like. Yeah, I know. Right. I mean. You've said a lot of things in here that are true, but I'm not sure that you believe them yet or that you're internalizing them because you said, I know I don't have to be friends with anyone outside of work. But then you really are stressing over the idea of like communicating at all with anybody. So something's, something's off here and I want you to think about what it is. I agree. Yeah. And you also said you don't want to be a, a curmudgeon. Um, yeah. I, I don't think you, you might be. I don't know. I think that this person totally yeah, is Yeah, you totally might be. And the thing is, you know who makes being a curmudgeon kind of endearing? Nick Offerman as Ron Swanson. I don't think you're as charming as that actor. Yeah, that actor was uh, written... You know, somebody by a, wrote, by a writer's by room, a writer's by room. a talented group of people. Right, right. But in real life, Ron Swanson is a dick. Oh yeah, like he's a he's a libertarian asshole. Yeah, like he with is, like with like a good like a, like a good heart sort of. Right. He's very inflexible. He is not kind. And the things that happen are really, really funny because they're the incorrect thing to do in social yeah, situations. Yeah, why do you think that character is so interesting? Because he's acting not as he should act. Like, he actively roots against his coworkers. And we want you to make sure that that's not the impression you're giving off. Yeah. Because you mentioned the chummy culture. So right there, you gave us some pretty important information. If you aren't chummy, if you aren't participating in this culture, 
I'm sorry, it might have bad consequences. Okay? I would say that it may already have had yeah, consequences. Yeah, I just, oh, I hate, I hate that you have to be culture fit to succeed, but consider your behavior. Yeah. Back in the day, in the day being like the 90s, like I remember my dad would have his boss over for dinner sometimes. Oh, yeah. And we'd all have to be on our best behavior and wear something nice. My mom would make a meatloaf or whatever. And that was a big deal because you want, he wanted that relationship with his boss. Nowadays, you have to do something similar but less formal, which is hang out with people after work sometimes. I know you don't want to do this and you don't have to do it all the time, but this is the truth. You will likely miss out on opportunities, promotions, and better pay if you refuse to participate in the office culture. And man, that sucks for an introvert. It is not fair. And, and I want to be clear that we, we're being harsh on you just because you're not doing the wrong thing. It's that you are not, man, Jen, can you help me out here? Yeah, I'm struggling with this too because I am someone, I really like the people I work with, but I still eat lunch alone every day. Yeah. I eat at my desk with headphones on. And like, again, I really like the people I work with, but I don't, we don't really hang out after work. Like we're not, we're go home at five to six o'clock kind of thing and I'll see you tomorrow kind of culture. I feel lucky for that. That said, if your company threw together like a nice dinner for a holiday party, I would definitely go. You would feel and you would feel obligated yeah, to go yeah, because yeah. that's participating in work culture, and it sucks because you would think that you could you should be paid for all of these extra things you do at your job. And you may disagree with us. You may say like, no, this is never going to happen. I'm never going to get in the mix a little bit. And, and I mean, that's fine. But let's at the very least talk about the answers to the questions that you suggested and answers that you could give that will make you seem like less of an asshole. Totally. Because you said yourself that you are awkwardly dodging these questions. So we don't want you to be awkwardly dodging anymore. We want you to find a happy medium here where you can give a little bit of information about yourself and feel comfortable doing it. You mentioned your sexuality. We're totally on board. Your sexuality is 100% your private business. You do not need to explain. It's you. It's yours. But when you awkwardly dodge a question, consider how that may make the asker feel. That asker is going out of their way to try and make this new person feel included. I just feel like you don't want to make that person feel bad. So yeah. let's let's discuss that. Consider how your answers are impacting the other person. You said you've been there a few weeks. Very soon, you will no longer be the new person and more new people will join. And they will need to feel welcome. And they, they will know that they will see how you react, how you answer simple questions, and it will impact how they feel at their job and how welcome they are. Before we get into the questions, which I would love to do some role play, which we haven't done in a long time. You know it's been how a I while. Love, it's been a while. I love to RP. Um, but I, I was thinking a lot about, um, and we, we bring up references from, from culture a lot. I, not everybody's a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but you should try it. It's great. It's this wonderful like science fiction universe where cops are nice. But there's a character, Rosa Diaz, who is one of my favorite characters. And she's kind of a badass, and it's a joke that nobody knows anything about her life. You can be a Rosa Diaz because every episode, she's participating in weird shenanigans with her coworkers. Like like when they're uh, putting Charles Boyle into a rolly chair and then throwing him into a bunch <laughs> yeah. of water cooler bottles stacked up, Rosa's there. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I think it's just a matter of doing a better job, like Jen said, like finding the balance between making yourself feel comfortable and not making the asker feel like shit. Jen, do you want to be the new person or do you want to be the asker? I want to be the asker. Of the questions. Of the questions. Let's play an RPG. Okay, I'm logging in. <laughs> Trin 260. 
I'm Jen Dangerous 69420. I don't know why 260. That's not even, it's not even a cool number. Like, it's not like 360. Trin 260? Really, like Trin? <laughs> you couldn't think of a better screen name? <laughs> hey, Trin. We're playing now. Oh. Why is your screen name that? Trin 260. Oh, oh, but okay, I'm nervous. But Jen is going out of her way to say something nice to me. You know what? It's funny. I actually, I just needed a screen name and I thought of a random number. <laughs> so tell me about yours. You oh, like the number 69? 69 is my most favorite of numbers. And 420 doesn't mean anything. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I won't Google that. <laughs> See, that was an example of you giving little to no information, but being very friendly. Yeah. Um, notice how I asked Jen the question back at her. The best way to stop people from asking you questions is to participate vibrantly in the conversation on the side of an asker. <laughs> yes. People are cool at talking about themselves because they know all the answers to those questions. Yeah. It's not like taking a driving test that you got to prepare for and learn science. And get 100% on. 100%. <laughs> Let's do another one. Okay. Um, hey, Trin, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, not much. Just relaxing with the cats. How about you? Oh, you have cats? Yeah, yeah, I do. I got a three-legged and an orange disaster. Oh, that's awesome. An orange disaster, huh? Oh, yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst. I'm, I'm definitely a pets person. How about you? You got pets? Yeah, I have 16 iguanas. Oh, my goodness. Are they all related? Uh, Yeah, they're deeply inbred. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jen- so I have a lot to say about that. The conversation veers off to me talking about my 16, 16 iguanas. <laughs> so I didn't even give Jen the names of my cats. I gave, <laughs> yeah. I gave Jen some basic information that I think might be interesting to a person. And Jen will log that for later. So imagine like you're playing uh, like one of those Walking Dead games and it's like, Jen, we'll remember this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So in the future now, Jen has something she can ask me about. She's, she'll be like, how did that cat lose its leg? Do you want to go do that? Yeah. Hey, how did, is it the orange disaster or the other one that doesn't have its leg? I got a little tripod cat. That's uh, adorable. Right. Um, she was hurt when I found her. And then we, it just eventually, the, the hip wore down. She gnawed her own leg off? Uh, no, we took her to the vet. Oh, uh, that makes more sense. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, how about, how's the iguanas doing? Great. Like, I have a ton of photos. Do you want to see? I, can, you, how, can you email me a zip folder? Oh, can I? I just don't have time right now. I just, it's weird. I, I'm in a headspace thinking about this email I got today. I don't really want to talk it over right now, but like, I'm, you know when you're in the zone? Oh, I totally get it. Yeah. I will email you separately pictures of my iguanas. Several megs yeah. of iguana pictures. <laughs> So again, like that was a short conversation that I was able to stop happening. You utilize the power of the soft no. Let's do another soft no. Okay. Okay. Hey, Trin, what are you doing this weekend? Do you want to come to our barbecue? Oh, hey, thanks for the, for the invite. That's really kind of you. I really need to recuperate this weekend. Like I've been really at the new job learning and, and really hitting the grindstone. It's really sweet of you for the invite, but uh, no, not this time. Cool. Sounds good. We'll keep you in the loop next time we do anything. Hey, if you need any help, I know you're still, you've only been here a month. If you need any help with everything, I sit right over there. You are so nice, and I really appreciate that. And I will let you know the second I need help. Nice. See, like, I I think making clear, I did not tell Jen what I was doing this weekend. Yep. I just told her some facts that she already knows. I'm new to the job, got my nose to the grindstone. I really need some time to kick back and recuperate. Yeah. And uh, your answer could also be, you know, I'm just one of those people that really needs to like recuperate when I get back home in the evenings and weekends. So I'm not, I'm probably not going to go out for drinks too much. But you know what? Like sometimes on a special occasion, I think I can make it out. So like don't, 
keep me out of the loop. Right, right. I think that's a very reasonable thing to say, and most reasonable adults will totally understand. Mm-hmm. You know who's really good about this kind of thing are colleagues that have children because they're like, oh, we'll never hang out after work. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. We go straight home or straight to daycare, or straight to school. So like maybe find your people because you're probably not the only one that doesn't love participating. Even if it feels like, oh, my God, all my coworkers love to hang out and party all the time. That's probably not true. It's but you said it's a big not. company, so I doubt that's true. Yeah. And uh, again, I think that you sh- if you can, and you know better than us always, you will know the inside of your brain, your brain and your heart better than we do. If you think you can stretch your box. Oh, boy. If you can, uh, you know, get outside of your box a little bit. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Uh, just, just you know, distend your box to go out with coworkers. Sometimes I, I think you should try it at least once. Yeah, give it a try. We do. We are so good about avoiding fun, Trin. Oh yeah. That, which is why we advocate for maybe trying to have some fun sometimes. Just like one time. Just like stretch yourself a little bit. Stretch your box. Stretch your box because you can always go home. Oh, you can always leave. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's always the—that's the other thing. It's like making an appearance. Yes, I was just going to say that. Make an appearance, say hi, leave after 20 minutes. That counts. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you fucking lie. Say my, my in-laws are visiting, but I really just wanted to stop by and make sure that I got to say hi to everyone. White lies. Use them. I don't care. How are they going to find out? Yeah, who cares? The, you definitely won't tell them. We know that about you. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, let's do the, the married question. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Trin, are you married? Not married, not looking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so are you single then? Oh, you know, I'm just, I'm I'm happy with how things are, you know? Um, uh, I don't really like to get too in-depth with relationships here. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I get it. it. I am the complete opposite. So if you ever want to hear about my divorces and subsequent marriages, hit me up. Yeah. Are you like a Tinder monster? Oh, I am a Tinder monster. Are you just looking for wives uh, every day? I am always looking for the next ex, Mrs. Jenbe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it another way that's uh, less silly. Hey, uh, I forgot to ask. Do you want to come this weekend and maybe bring a partner? I forget if you're married or not. Oh yeah, no, uh, I won't be bringing a partner, but um, I also won't be coming this weekend. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I, th- I thought I told you. I mentioned that. I just I really need to get home and zone out. And be in my my fortress of solitude. Um, you don't have to make a Superman reference, but you could. <laughs> oh, so you need like a you need a restful weekend. Yeah, I need a restful weekend. That sounds good. If you change your mind, the party is at two, and it will go till two a.m. Fuck. I mean, <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> uh, the the thing about the marriage question and the partner question. One uh, again, Jen and I are very on board with you keeping this private as as well as you can. However, something like whether or not you're married is something that you would have been able to find in a phone book 20 years ago. Yeah, it's like kind of public information now. Yeah, yeah. Like, so something as uh, as having a legal spouse, I think that that is a good idea. I get your hesitation because it really is no one's business. And culture has raised you to think like you're supposed to have a correct answer to that question right. if you're of certain age. So there is pressure to ask people that. Like people ask it with, with a totally benign, neutral, like, oh, are you married? Are you seeing anybody? But what you might hear is, why aren't you seeing anybody? How could you be single? You might be hearing the voices of your mean aunts and uncles asking why you haven't had kids yet. Right. But those, those people are not your coworkers. Yes. That's why I really like the answer of like, not married, not looking. Yeah. Because even if you are looking, even if you are the Tinder monster, which have a great time with some consensual uh, um, hookups. Yeah. Do your thing. The not married, not looking thing is it gives them one piece of information, which is that you are unwed. 
It gives them the information that you, maybe you're single, maybe you're not. But no matter what, they are not allowed to dig in any further. So not looking means I don't want you to fix me up with somebody. Yeah. Oh, there's another single person in the office? I don't give a shit. Yeah, you don't want their opinions or advice or anything on that. Totally yes. understandable. I just wonder, like, if your coworkers, they probably know that. They probably, some people will make a social faux pas and, like, say something dumb, like, how could you not be married? You're 22. <laughs> I know. Some people will say dumb things. You've but, graduated high school. You haven't wedded yet. Yeah, what the hell? I guess what Trin and I want you to do is consider why you are so hesitant to share the, even the more benign things. Yeah. Yeah, like, are you unhappy with the information that you're wow. sharing? Is that it? If, are you afraid that you will be judged? Yeah. I'm afraid constantly that I will be judged. I think um, maybe a helpful exercise, and I say maybe a helpful exercise because I'm just thinking of it now and have never tried it. Oh, interesting. Is you might want to just write down a few things that you are comfortable sharing, such as you've got two cats. One of them's got three legs. One of them's an orange disaster. You might feel comfortable sharing. You have a garden in your your backyard that you love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are pieces of information that are pretty benign but are personal enough that people could leave you alone. Yeah. I mean, consider what people will do with this information about you. And are you scared of what they will do with it? Because the things you, the examples you gave us are extremely benign, common. Um, No one's going to take this information and write it down in a dossier about you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're okay. You can, you can be middle, you can be a boring coworker. Yes. That is totally okay. We just think you should also be polite. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good that's a good thing. And asker, it is absolutely no surprise that you find this awkward because it is an awkward situation for literally every person involved. I mean, this is the basis of society is people working towards a common goal together. And when we make ties in our groups, it makes those common goals easier to reach. Your coworkers are just being people. And it's time for you to start acting like a person back to them. Oh, that is so true. Yeah. I hope you are not the type of like person that I was in high school, which is like, I'm better than them because I read a book. I, I mean, I, I don't get that from this question, okay, but good. I also think that that is something that is important to think about. Yeah. I, I mean, we just want you to examine this a little more closely and it's going to hurt. We, we understand that self-reflection is a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we also want to say once again, you're doing okay. This is hard. It's not easy to figure out where your boundaries are with strangers. Yeah, that's a good point. You are, you're kind of, you're skirting some social norms here. And I can, I can understand why that's difficult. And just again, to reiterate, you don't have to be friends with your coworkers. You don't even have to have their phone numbers or you don't have to be on a texting basis. I don't think that's on the horizon for you anyway, but we want you to understand it is okay not to be chummy with everyone here. But you do have to be a person that operates politely in society. We don't want your coworkers to think that you actively wish them ill. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what you want. Yeah. You know, one thing in the question that we didn't touch on that I do want to say, in the question it says, I don't want to lead people on like I'm going to become friends with them. I get it, dude. Because like that can that can often go poorly with coworkers too. Like, Absolutely. The person who keeps stopping by your desk. Oh, yeah. That can be awkward in the workplace. Yeah, yeah. So I think that what we want is for you to expand your short conversations from question, no answer, to just a few lines, and then you have an out prepared. And your out is something like, you know what? I was actually really enjoying this book. It's really nice to run into you, but do you mind if I actually get back to this? That's really, that's really good, Trin. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds silly, but maybe write some of these ideas down because you might feel better if you feel prepared. I always feel less anxious if I have a plan, even if it's a stupid plan. (laughs) Even if that plan is bad. Yeah, yeah. I also think you should examine your biases, you know, like your your social, gender, racial biases here, because who are you shying away from? Who are you more friendly with? These are things that like that are so invisible. You know, you if you're not looking for this stuff, you will just miss it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're a he, they, which, hey, awesome. So many pronouns. I'm into that. But no matter how many pronouns or what pronouns yours are, you may think that the women talking to you are being nosy and shrill because that is that is baked into your DNA at this point. You may be like, oh, that black lady is too angry for me to be friends with, you know? And like, I fucking hate that that is part of, like, that's that may be in your brain. Yeah, I but mean, it's, it's in there. disinfect. Disinfect, it's, exactly. It's time to Lysol. Yeah, it's time to get out the Windex and start, like, clearing through some of this garbage and, like, picking out the garbage of your brain. And let's also, I would also like to mention the he, they. So I don't know, you might be um, assigned male at birth. If you are, then tune into this. People who are AMAB, I would say they typically are not socialized to be good at communicating. And they are typically feel way more vulnerable sharing information. I mean, like, imagine, like, you know. I understand. Like, typical dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, society and culture has raised it to be like, you don't have feelings. Right, but you do. And, uh, and you do have to care about other people's feelings. And your feelings and the information about your life isn't, like, stupid or bad. And it's not silly of you to participate in small talk in society. Like, you know, find, find the middle ground. Yeah, you know, I feel like I was having this conversation with a friend recently, and I can't remember if it's also, I also brought it up on the show, but we were talking about how, you know, you shouldn't care what people think of you is such like a common phrase, but you should care a little bit about what some people think of you. Yeah, and it's impossible to not care about what people think of you. Yeah. To not care what everybody thinks of you. Yeah, like I don't care what the person with the missing the Twitter avatar with 10 followers says to me on the internet I, that I will read it if I even read it because I don't really read my mentions that often if it somehow gets to me it doesn't ruin my day but it definitely if I said something that hurt Trin and she told me it would affect the rest of my day like and it's you know like you do have to be some you do have to consider how your actions affect other people yeah and I think that this asker if they considered how unwelcome they might make someone feel for asking them small talk questions, I think that they're gonna they're gonna adjust. You're probably it's probably not as bad as you think. It's probably not. It's as probably bad. not. Yeah. Well, Asker, good luck at your new job. We really do think that you can do this. You will find a balance of information that you feel comfortable sharing, participating in work just enough to make sure that people know your face and name, which is important, and keeping yourself uh, private and not going out for drinks all the time with your coworkers. You absolutely do not need to do that. Yeah, I think Trin nailed it. We always do. This has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to ask us a question, please do at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for all of your design work. Thank you to Alex Cox, our pod father and audio daddy, for making the studio work. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our theme song. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do Friendship. I'm gonna cough. No, I'm not. No, wait. No, I'm good. <laughs>